Hey everybody, so before we jump into today's podcast, I just wanted to A, thank you guys, give you a little bit of a reminder. If you enjoy this content, however you're watching it, consuming it, please like, follow, subscribe, whatever you gotta do, comment on it if you can. Leave us a review, it really helps us out and it can help grow our platform and reach more people. And if you know someone that can benefit from this, please share it with them. If you have a question, if you wanna reach out to us, let us know. And then lastly, we have all of our amazing programs, courses, and coaching available in the resources below. So check that out, definitely take advantage of it. We have everything from free options all the way up to paid programs and everything in between to fit pretty much anyone's budget. And it's just a matter of how customized it's going to be based on the price point. So there's really something for everybody. Thank you guys. Let's get on into the episode. All right, everybody. What's going on? It's Mike here, Life of a Fighter podcast, episode 34. And today, guys, we got another fun topic, as always. But it's such a common debate and topic. We're talking about carbs here. We're talking about good carbs versus bad carbs. And I got to be a little honest with you here, guys. I tried to kind of play off some keywords with good carbs versus bad carbs um, just because they're really popularly searched. I don't necessarily agree with sometimes defining things as good and bad because even though we we kind of break down generalities for the most part, um, there's always going to be little things that, okay, it may be good at this particular time. It may be bad here. It may be good for certain people based on food sensitivities and food allergies. It may be bad for other people. So a lot of the things we're talking about are general statements here, and I'm trying to keep it as across the board helpful as possible. Okay. And today's podcast was inspired actually by a new fighter's guide that we have up on the blog. You guys can go lifeofafighter.com forward slash blog. Check out our fighter's guide. And this is going to be the fighter's guide to good carbs versus bad carbs. And actually we had help from our friends over at Big Al's Family Fitness. If you guys are here on Long Island, New York, they're uh, a gym and a facility. They have multiple locations. And they also have some great content on their website. Um, They wanted to reach out to us to kind of do something together here. I thought it was a great opportunity, and uh, I hope you guys enjoy this. And you can kind of follow uh, them on their website. Again, they have facilities on Long Island. They also have a tie over to, uh, I think it's Good Eats or Eat Good. It's a registered dietitian by the name of Sophia, and I'm horrible at pronouncing her last name, but I've heard of her through just, you know, a network of knowing dietitians and clinical nutritionists, and um, I've actually seen some of the food prep she's done. I think Dennis Bermudez has gotten food from them. Uh, they have a food service that's here locally, um, so if you guys want to check that out, that might be helpful. I haven't personally tried it yet, but I know some people that are fans, so just figured I'd pass along the good info. And I, of course, as always... Feel free to reach out to us here at Life of a Fighter for your meal planning, training planning, fitness plans. We had the new t-shirts that came out. Those already sold out. How to get more. Um, we got a lot of fun stuff to talk about. I'll save that maybe for even the next episode. I want to dive right into the, the meat and potatoes here uh, and get right to it. So, okay, we're looking at good carbs and bad carbs. And first, there's a topic of should we be eating carbs in the first place? And for the sake of this piece of content, we're going to talk about Yes, we should be eating carbs, what ratio, what percentage, the amounts, 
that's where it gets a little tricky. And it, again, it's going to depend on the goal. And this is something that you're going to see that I've talked about in the last podcast was doing more research on eating according to our training. And what that means is, are we looking to increase aerobic activity? Then we're probably going to have a higher fat diet. Are we looking to be more interval-based, more explosive, maybe even more power? Okay, that's where the glycolytic system and our carb system is going to come into play. So that's why we kind of dove into carbs here. Okay, so again, good carbs versus bad carbs. And the idea behind good and bad carbs is going to be the most beneficial for our body and for our goals with the least amount of negative impact. So when we talk about carbs, there's insulin that we have to take into account. So that's a hormone produced by our body to counteract blood sugar levels. So that's another fact we have to take into account. Then we have to look at fiber, which impacts, again, the insulin and blood sugar uh, window that or, or topic and what we're talking about with the window of how long the blood sugar is going to be in our system, how long it takes to convert, and then how much insulin our body's producing, and then we talk about insulin sensitivity. So there's all these little factors that come into play when we're looking at our foods. And for again the most generalized way of saying it is complex carbs are going to be seen as the better good carbs. And the reason being is when we talk about complex carbs as it sounds in the word, they're more complex from a molecular level. So it's going to take them longer to be digested into the body. And the longer a carbohydrate or a sugar molecule gets broken down into the body, the larger window we have to use that sugar or glycogen or carbohydrate as fuel. Because ultimately, carbs are going to be broken down. Everything's breaking down into sugar, basically, okay? At least when we're talking about carbs. Now we're talking about fats. We have to talk about fatty acids. They can still get converted into sugar, but that's a different process, a different story for a different day. So, for the most part, as we want to take in carbs through our day, they want to match a similar style to our activity. So what I mean by that is if you're working out in the morning, you should have a window of carbohydrates to fuel yourself or to refuel post-workout, or even a combination of both. And again, are we looking at, are we trying to gain weight, gain muscle? Are we doing a combination of gaining weight and muscle? We don't care, we just want overall mass and size. Are we trying to lose fat? Are we trying to lose fat while gaining muscle? Are we a weight-based athlete, meaning are you a wrestler, a fighter, a boxer? Are you a football player? Again, where we just want mass, and it doesn't necessarily have to be all pure muscle. We could do a ratio where we have 10 pounds of muscle and three pounds of fat, and we're still gonna be efficient with our body ratio. So that's, again, depending on what we're looking for, it's gonna impact those carbs a little bit more severely, but we just kind of did a general list here of some good carbs that you guys can take in. So whole grain breads and whole grains in general. Uh, Then we're gonna look at, obviously, green vegetables. They're high in fiber, fresh fruits, and the list goes on. We're not going to get into too much detail. We can talk about certain cereals that are higher in fiber. But I want to look at the first two that we talk about when we're talking at whole grains. Because whole grains gets a really bad rap. Okay, and it has to do with a couple of factors. And yes, there are people that have gluten sensitivities. And there's even you know ways that we could break it down where we could show that breads can be negatively impacting on the diet and on our body. But the, depending on the athlete and depending on the sport and what we're training for... It may not be a bad option, okay? And there's some good vitamin B that you're going to find. But what we want to do is make sure that it's as little as processed as possible, as close to nature as possible. And that's one of the biggest things that when I talk to different coaches, nutritionists, doctors, dietitians, the message across the board, we all may 
differ a little bit on the ratio of macronutrients and micronutrients, and but the ratio, uh, the common theme across the board is have it be as natural of a source as possible, and that's where the grains gets a bad rap. If it's processed, of course, it's not going to be good for us, but there are whole grains that are minimally processed. They're going to have some micronutrients that we're going to benefit from. There's going to be fiber in there, and it's going to allow us to just have that satiating feeling, that feeling full effect. Now, if you're a perfect machine and you don't care about emotions and you don't have cravings, and, and you don't even care taste-wise for bread, that's fine, okay? We can cut that right out and we can move on to the next step. And you're maybe a level two or a level three kind of an eating client. There's three levels and that's another topic for another day. But that's kind of how we can break it down. Now, I, when I look at even whether it's our athletes or our regular clients, if you've had food, the same type of food throughout your life, it's going to be hard to pull it out right away. So if you've had breads in your life, we're not going to pull it out right away. We're going to transition it out. Okay, First transition to whole grains and then minimally pull it out as, or keep it as minimal as possible throughout that process. Again, same idea with even our pastas, 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 uh, different types of grains, beans, like there's going to be a time and a place for them, okay? And we're going to use them less and less depending on what our goals are or even more, again, if we're a higher interval training-based athlete, we're going to need a little bit more there, okay? But so that's where the whole grains can kind of come into play and they can get a bad rap. Again, there's some digestive enzymes that can have a hard time that can cause inflammation, yes, but what we have to remember is... Inflammation in our body isn't all created equal. It's not all bad. There's inflammation for a reason, whether there's an injury and it's there to protect it or we need it for recovery purposes. There are going to be times we do want inflammation. It's just a matter of what type of inflammation and when do we want it and where do we want it in our body? Who's going to be controlling it? Do we want an external force of food causing it or do we want it something that's being uh, taken care of, mitigated, and created in our body by a homeostasis process. Okay, so that's a kind of a different tangent we could dive into, but just something I thought I'd bring up. Now, when we, so we got a kind of understanding of good carbs. We want slower digesting. They're going to be lower on what we call the glycemic index, which is, again, ranking from a scale of 0 to 100, 0 being amazing, really slow, slow digesting, low impact, on insulin and sugar levels, 100 being, all right, that's a can of Coke. It's getting right into our body. We maybe have 10 minutes to burn this off before it's getting either uh, produced into sugar, getting stored as fat, or we can hopefully burn it as energy. Okay, so the good carbs are going to be usually about a 55 on the glycemic index or lower. And then we can even link to um, another article we have talking about those glycemic index foods and listing even more here, but we just went over some basic examples. Now, when we look at simple carbs, those are going to be the 55 or higher, and even some of these simple carbs, quote-unquote, like some fruit, like a banana, for example, is about a 70, I think, or 68. There's a time and a place for a banana. Post-workout, hey, it's great. We're going to get some sugar. We're going to get a little bit of a glycogen spike. We're going to refuel any kind of glycogen that we may have lost, depending on our activity. We're going to get an insulin response, and post-workout, there is a window where you do want insulin because of the hormonal impact it has on not only recovery, but testosterone and some other hormones and systems, our body's going to respond to that. But again, we have to understand why we're doing it. And that gets a little bit more in-depth and a little bit beyond the scope of this podcast. And again, you guys can always reach out to us here and we can dive into that more with our coaching staff and, and all the fun details that come off of that. But Again, the simple carbs are going to be the quicker digesting ones, the ones that are going to turn to sugar really quickly. And again, the faster something gets turned to sugar, the more likely it's going to be stored as fat if we're not moving. So that's why the goal of our carbs, and especially trying to keep good carbs, the complex carbs, is based around our activity level. So if we just went for a morning run, then maybe we want to put in 
some kind of carbohydrate. But for the most part, it's also going to, again, when we talk about depending on training, aerobic activity isn't really a high glycogen demanding activity. It's more of tapping into fat storages. It's an aerobic based activity. So that's our main energy source. And yes, we're going to use energy. We're going to use sugar and glycogen. But for the most part, if we can do it right, we can feed our body properly. We can actually let it feed off its own fatty acids and almost to that ketogenic state. Now, what we're going to actually be doing more research into, what I'm going to look more into is manipulating that in a shorter window. Because for the most part, we need to be in ketosis or we have to prepare our body for ketosis, getting to that fat burning state for a bit of time, anywhere from, let's say, one to two to three weeks, or even up to a couple months, depending on your body, the response, and your sensitivities. I want to see if we can shorten that window down to, let's say, three days, where, okay, we pull carbs out of our diet for three days, we're doing aerobic activity, and then we change it up, and then we focus on more, uh, let's say, glycolytic sugar-based activities, where it's more explosive, boom, we feed our body with more sugars, listing from these complex carbs, and even a little bit of simple carbs when we need them, okay? So... We even dive into how to shop for carbs, okay? Because again, not all carbs are created equal. Not all choices are going to be equal. And the goal here, guys, and this is why I, I think it's important that we even offer just, if you need help food shopping, we have coaches that can help you with that. We have a, a service that we can help you guys with that because that, I think, is one of the biggest obstacles in and of itself. Going to get the food, making good choices, and bringing them back, and getting all the bad choices out of your house, out of your apartment, wherever you are, just get it away. So kind of go over some shopping tips here for carbs, what to look for in fruits and vegetables, some other sources that you can get. We also talk about nuts here. Nuts are a little bit higher in fat, but they do have carbs in there. So if you are eating nuts for your fat and protein, you do want to still be somewhat reminded, okay, there's still going to be grams of carbs that we have to calculate in. Again, I don't want you guys going crazy with counting grams and calories and all that. But if you are doing that, if that is part of the system you're utilizing right now, you do want to be conscious of that. Okay, and then we, we break down a little bit of the fighter takeaway. And again, I'm, I'm referencing our fighter's guide for this. So you guys can kind of check that out and hopefully you enjoy it and see some of the links that we link to off of that and some of the other content talking about uh, nutrient value and some of the nutrient deficiencies that we have in this country and then around the world and especially for athletes, some of the things that you may want to be conscious of, dive into some good foods and some nutrient sources for those foods. And then we talk about pre-workout meals. We have a great link over there that we'll talk about some of the things that you can eat before your workout, again, based on activity too. And then obviously what we can do for supplementation as well and where you want to be based on your goals for not only the food and nutrients, which should be the most high percentage part of your diet, but for supplementation, maybe that little 10% that you want on top of it to give you that little extra edge. We talk about that as well. So you guys can check out the links on that. And that's really it. Today's kind of a quick one, guys. I wanted to do a brief overview, break down the fighter's guide, let you guys know about it, check it out. If you have questions, obviously let us know. And again, keep in mind that this is more of a blanket kind of review. Again, it gets very specific per individual, again, based on food sensitivities, based on what your prior history is, your activity level, your goals, what kind of an athlete are you, what kind of a fitness client are you, what kind of a, even if you're in a medical realm and you're working with your doctors, what kind of patient are you, you have to keep all these things in mind and hopefully whoever you're working with is keeping that in mind. And if you do need help finding someone, again, let us know, guys. That's what we're here to do, trying to spread this information. If you guys like this, Please give it a like, give it a share, comment, give us some suggestions, and hopefully we can pick something up for you guys and get the ball rolling on another topic. What we're going to look for, I think, for the next one is me kind of just 
going on some personal tangents, updating you guys. I had a fight again uh, in August, so that was July and August. I was staying active. We can go over that kind of fun stuff. Still got to get Mike's, Mike Stout, Pro Boxer, on the podcast. Still got to get some more guests on the podcast and more fun things coming your way. We're doing more case studies. I got a new certification that I just finished up for the staff, for Precision Nutrition Level 1 Exercise Nutrition Cert. So I'm going to be coming up with some fun content for you guys, reviewing what I learned some things I, I want you guys to take away from it. And we're just going to keep having more and more fun as the uh, summer comes to a close and as we bring it into the fall and the seasons are going to start to change. We're also going to talk about some seasonally changing foods that you can start to incorporate into your diet as well. So again, guys, hope you enjoy. I'll check you next week. So I just wanted to say thank you guys again for watching, listening, consuming that episode. If you guys enjoyed it and you haven't already, please like, uh, please comment. If you haven't reviewed, please leave a review. If you haven't followed or subscribed, please do that as well. Again, it tremendously helps us out. And then just a quick reminder, if you guys want more resources, we have them below. We have our programs, everything from free all the way up to paid and kind of everything in between. Dial in with the customization and we have more information on different programs and resources in our newsletter. So if you haven't signed up for that, do so below. It's free and that is it y'all. See you on the next one.